0: We all want cleaner, greener environment. We want to be careful stewards of the planet, for sure. A proposed rule from the Department of Energy could force homeowners to change their gas furnaces while sticking them with a pretty big bill to do it. The question for me is, would all of this actually do anything to lessen our impact on the planet and the environment? Uh, Pleased to have joining us back on the program, Christian Britsky, an associate editor at Reason Magazine, reason.com and uh, great piece today, Christian, on uh, the, the, the big headline, Joe Biden is coming for your gas furnace. Tell us about this new rule proposed uh, by the Department of Energy.
1: Sure, absolutely. So, um, yeah, the Biden administration's Department of Energy has come out with a proposed regulation that would require um, by 2029 – um gas furnaces you know in homes uh, to be uh, 95% efficient so for every 100 uh, the measurement is a british thermal unit of so the gas you burn it has to produce 95 uh, units of heating and for that and so what that means is that your traditional not, uh, your traditional gas furnace uh, won't meet those standards. So the current standard is uh, 80% efficiency. And so that would require homeowners to install these new uh, condensing furnaces that um, you know the, the unit itself has a higher purchase price and then also generally will require a whole different uh, sort of ventilation system uh, to come with it. Um, so it would require people to install those or opt for uh, an electric uh, heating system instead.
0: So let's look at those uh, first from a cost standpoint. Uh, just to to make those changes, uh, what would that cost the average home?
1: Um, so the American Gas Association, um, when they were opposing a similar rule proposed by the Obama administration, they uh, estimated that uh, your average uh, condensing furnace, uh, which would be effectively what the Biden administration rule would mandate, Um, would cost about $350 more just for the unit itself, and then uh, as much as, uh, you know, $2,200 in added installation costs.
0: All right. So then let's get to the the real bottom line in terms of uh, not just what it would cost uh, American homeowners, uh, but then let's look at the actual result in terms of impacting the environment. What do we know? How would this play out? Uh, What would the efficiencies be, and uh, would it make— a difference?
1: Sure, absolutely. So, um, it would, you know, the the condensing gas furnaces, they are in fact more efficient. So you would be burning um, less, you know, homeowners would uh, burn less natural gas um, and, you know, their their operating bills for the furnaces would be lower. But, um, you know, the question is, yeah, what would this do for, you know, it's often presented uh, as, a, you know, a measure to prevent uh, climate change or mitigate climate change. And, you know, something that's been suggested with this new rule is that it would, you know, because the condensing furnaces are so expensive, it would uh, instead encourage people to switch to electric furnaces, which are more expensive than your, you know, existing traditional furnace, but um, cheaper than these condensing gas furnaces. Um mean, there the climate benefits of people doing that is um, kind of up in the air because while you know, you, the homeowner, might not be burning gas to heat your home. Uh, the utility company that's providing you the electricity that you use to heat your home may well be burning natural gas. Um, so, is there actually a climate benefit from that? Um, it's it's far from clear that there is.
0: Yeah, and that's where it gets really interesting, is because in, you have to play these things all the way out. They always sound good on the front end. Uh, it's the outcome that that matters. And if the if the energy companies are, are burning that gas to give you the electricity to to run that thing. Uh, that sounds like a, a bit of a wash to me. Uh, so, as you look at this and look at the the path forward, uh, what else do we expect? We know this was a proposed rule from the Department of Energy, the press release from yesterday. Um, what do we expect next? Do they uh, anticipate moving forward on this? Is will there be additional comment mm-hmm. periods? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, this is a this is an administrative rule, so it is theoretically something that you know the Biden administration can do all on its own. Um, how it works is you, yeah, you. You propose the rule. It gets published in the Federal Register. that gives time for notice and comment. They might, uh, you know, update the rule in response to those notices and comments, but um, they don't have to, generally. Um, and then they, you know, they issue it and it goes into effect. And they they do give a, a delay time for when it will go into effect. So it's not supposed to go into effect till uh, 2029. Um, and there is obviously, uh, you know, people have, uh, manufacturers have sued over these efficiency requirements before. So it's possible you'd see litigation again. Um, oftentimes these energy efficiency regulations that get caught up in the courts, but more, more likely is that you'll have a, because the delay is so long, you'll have a, it's possible you'd have a change of administration and then, you know, a new uh, Republican administration might uh, withdraw the rule. So, you know, this again, it's, it's not something that Biden, administ- there's anything stopping the Biden administration from implementing it, but it's because it's an executive action, you might yeah, expect um, uh, it to be withdrawn. As you know, you, you had a similar dynamic with a number of energy efficiency regulations were adopted by the Obama administration when it came to dishwashers, shower heads, other home appliances, Trump administration repealed those, the Biden administration has brought them back. So there's this constant seesaw with these kinds of regulations. So I think that's what we'll probably see here.
0: Yeah, and I think that's such an important point because, one, it does create a lot of uncertainty uh, in the market, both for consumers and for the producers of whatever that product is, whether it's a light bulb or a dishwasher uh, or a furnace. And what we know for sure is what is done by executive order is usually undone by executive order. Uh, and it also ends up, uh, as you uh, rightly pointed out, uh, Christian, that it ends up in the courts.
1: Sure, absolutely, yeah. And you know, there's this. You mentioned, um, you mentioned the, you know, the the unpredictability for businesses. It's, it's interesting. You know, um, under the the Obama administration, when you had um, you know these rules for appliances coming into place, industry often you know opposed them because it required them to change the product or is what you know they were you know mandating features that consumers weren't demanding. But then once the rules uh, were in place. They actually opposed the Trump administration trying to get rid of them because they'd already made all the changes. and so they didn't want uh, you know the rules to change and the competitors being able to make uh, you know products that might you know satisfy consumers' needs better. Um, and it's possible we'd see something like this uh, again. Um, the industry, you know the gas industry, manufacturing industry has generally you know opposed these kinds of rules. Um, but uh, if Biden is able to implement it, then that might get them to you know, support whatever the status quo is effectively. Yeah.
0: Fascinating stuff. Christian Britsky is associate editor at Reason, Reason Magazine, Reason.com, uh, and a great piece in there. Again, so many things to think about uh, that we have to go all the way to the end of the road to figure out, is this going to actually be better for the environment? Is it going to be better for the American people? Uh, and uh, all of those we have to Think a little deeper and stay with the question just a little bit longer. Christian, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Again, that's Chris, uh, Christian Bridgke from uh, Reason.com. And uh, I keep going back to this whole thing. Uh, he mentioned the Federal Registry. Uh, and I, I have to, to chuckle when I hear Federal Registry uh, because it is – I haven't checked it recently – I think it's about uh, 75,000 pages. Uh, So it is a massive thing. Uh, In the Senate office in Washington, D.C., there is actually a federal registry, which is all the stuff that is done by this type of action, by administrations, Uh, things that are done by agencies, and these new rules are created. Uh, And so they do it by new rule, and it sits in there, uh, and some of them are just crazy. Uh, but it's thousands upon thousands of pages. It's a it's a monument uh, that gets printed uh, every year. And the question is, what does it really do in the end? And sadly, a lot of those things that are done by executive order, uh, and uh, Christian mentioned this, that often what's going to happen is that's going to be done. And then somebody, a manufacturing company, is going to file a lawsuit. And they not can't, they can't do that by executive order or just by some agency rule. It actually needs to be done through Congress. Uh, and so then the lawsuit begins and it works its way all the way up to the Supreme Court, which is why the Supreme Court nominee process is so contentious, is because they're having to decide all of these things, that if Congress would just do their jobs, again, both sides of the aisle, if presidents of both political parties would have some restraint in not doing things by executive order, uh, that changes the dynamics, and the three branches of government actually work really well that way. The problem is, is when Congress abdicates, the executive branch will take the power, and the lawsuit will get fired filed until it gets to the Supreme Court. All right, that wraps up hour number one. Stay with us; much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us.
1: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.
0: There's desperation and anguish.